Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of Creating with Camille. Uh, for those of you who are of suspicious nature against the number 13, we can call this 13 and a half. <laughs> and this episode will be describing how to make an impact with your ideas. So for this experience, personally, I found this is the few tips that make the most sense for me. However, I'm sure anyone else would probably have a different idea and a different system that works when making an impact with your ideas. Okay, so for number one, I have to recommend don't discount it. Don't discount your ideas, which means basically you need to be able to believe in them even if no one else does. So basically, when you have a concept or idea and you find it to be something valid and intelligent and different, don't let other people talk you out of it just because it hasn't been done before. That's generally how great ideas start, you know? It's from a concept that people look at with like a different perspective or with a bit of hesitation. And sometimes that's just because they don't see the true big picture that you do. So don't feel too harsh on yourself if you find a great idea, but everyone else seems hesitant. Uh, generally, that's just because it's never been done before. However, I would also take into account the knowledge and perspective other people have. So it's trying to have a tightrope walk, that balancing act, uh, between those two. But always, always keep in mind your idea and protect it. Number two, think it through. <laughs> oh, that rhymed. So for number two, I would say you really want to have a fleshed out idea, a concept that you've thought about from different perspectives and different angles before putting it into action. You want to make sure it is the best possible idea that you can do before putting any time or effort or money into it. It just it really does have to make sense at the time. So number three, is it something that needs assistance? Huh? If it needs assistance, that means do I need to ask for help from people outside of myself? Generally, with bigger ideas, it's going to be yes. <laughs> and that's fine. You just have to make sure the people you're entrusting the idea with, entrusting the execution of your project, are loyal intelligent and of that uh, capable uh, situation. They're able to execute the needs as they come along. So number four, can you fund it yourself? My recommendation is if you can fund it yourself, go for it. Uh, but don't feel bad if it requires investors or assistance as long as you have proper contracts and protections in place. Um, when you're making ideas into reality, what I've learned is it's best to protect that idea from people who might want to take it from you or might want to argue with you about the rights. Just <laughs> avoid it at all costs. Make sure it's very clear it's yours. Make sure you've protected it before other people really know about it. And then you're basically good to go. That's what I've learned. So... Can I fund it myself? That's a good question, which also comes into who can I trust in, around me, which also comes to the question of can I go about this 
for the best quality possible at the time with the amount of money that I have. And sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no, but there's no wrong way to really go about this. If you need to pick up extra uh, work to make it happen, go for it. There's no shame, you have an idea, and that's the, the main goal. So pick up those extra shifts, pick up those extra times at work, and go for it. I highly recommend it. Uh, so number six would be understand what it means to you. Why does it make sense to you? Why does this idea uh, keep you up at night? And for me, I realize a lot of that is because the words that I want to write, the ideas that I want to share with the world, I feel like I have to put them on paper and put them out there or it's like a little bit of me feels trapped inside. And I'm not really sure how to explain that if you're not much of a, a writer or an author. However, it really is a part of me that I feel like it has to be outside of my body. And so I write it out and then type it out and eventually it does become a novel. It's pretty crazy if you think about it. Or at least I'm still not over how crazy that concept is. So understand that and bring it to the world. But first you have to put together your idea, think it out, and with this idea, understand why are you so passionate about it and what does it do for the world? Which kind of goes into my number seven suggestion of what are you bringing to this world? So to have an idea, very simple. We have many ideas every day, right? But if it's that one idea you just can't stop thinking about, you find it to be so amazing and groundbreaking, work on it. Bring it to life and understand what am I bringing to the world with this idea. So for me, I realized that I am very motivated by helping others. I am very motivated in bringing things into the world, bringing my thoughts and actions into the world that ends up going in hand with a bigger picture. So for me, when I'm writing and bringing those ideas into the world, it really helps to understand this process and this place. Uh, for a lot of people, it probably doesn't seem that way. Uh, but especially for artists, I highly recommend understanding, is this a statement piece? Is this political? Is this something that's commercial in nature? Is it something that's personal to me? Is this personal art, personal story, adding to a conversation that's already happening in the world? Or is this art or concept bringing to light an idea that hasn't really had a spotlight available to it yet? And those are all very valid questions to have about your work that you should be bringing up uh, and questioning before putting it into the world. Is it going to help the the people who look at it or read it is it going to hurt someone also something you have to consider there's always the the great ideas right but sometimes you have to think of a bigger perspective if i put this work out would it be harmful to a certain group there's always questions you have to go about and think about from multiple perspectives and so you want to think about it from personal, like how can I work with SDEA, to worldwide, how will this impact on a bigger scale? And it's not grandiose to think of it that way. 
It's not um, pompous by any means. It's just having that perspective vary from perhaps current to long term that really helps to get an idea going forward, really helps to make it more practical, I would say. So, number eight, allow it to flow and grow over time. Ooh, that rhymed too. I'm so good at making these rhyme today. What I'm saying is ideas should not feel constrained by any means. So the first time you come up with an idea, come up with a concept, it might not be the same as when you're going through the process over time. You might have to change it. And so basically how I've learned it is that these ideas should not be stagnant. They are not dead in the water. They're more like the water itself. So what I think of these ideas of, or are, um, it's like a river. The water goes through it constantly, but it's, it's the water itself isn't perhaps the river in one location. The river is this body of massive amounts of water that trickle through. It's not stagnant. It keeps moving, and it's basically endless, right? You just have to keep going. And that's the same way with an idea. You have to let it move around and and give it life and give it freedom to explore even though the original idea might not be the end goal or end result that's fine time changes your perspective time might impact your idea um what happens in the world especially right now might impact how you want to execute this idea how you want to bring it to life so just just have to keep that in mind, especially because I'm someone who plans a lot. And <laughs> I realized through all of this process, through writing all these books and these stories and these, these beautiful things for online websites and everything, the point is to always have like a main goal with your idea, but you can't narrow and box yourself so tightly that it doesn't get to reach its full potential and you're strangling it. So it really just has to have more room to grow and be able to move around as needed. Uh, you can't strangle ideas. You can't make them into something that they don't belong to be anymore. And that's fine, <laughs> but you just have to realize it. And it's very hard, especially for me when I'm in love with an idea. It's just hard to let it go. But it has to be done for self-improvement, for the integrity of the idea, the concept. It has to be allowed to move as needed. I cannot stress that enough. What you have your heart set on at the start will not happen at the end most of the time. It will be a version of it, of course. It will not be that concept you had it the first time. And that's fine. It's better that way. I, I promise it's generally better because it means you had the time, the knowledge, and the foresight to bring it to life in the best version possible. Okay, number nine. Changing your concept after gaining more information is not failure, it's progress. I just talked about that a little earlier. Don't feel bad. I know a lot of times as, as creators, it feels like a strange sense of, failure, a strange sense of feeling perhaps bad about yourself, about how something came to life. But don't feel that way. 
because it needs to grow. And growth is not the same as failure. Growth is that progress. So for me, when I was writing one of my first books, I realized I wanted to take a tangent from the plot, right? Oh, so I wasn't sure because I had an outline for that book if that was going to be feasible, but I decided, all right, we'll add to it. So that was, what was that, like 4,000, 5,000 extra words. But it really did give a better perspective to my characters. It gave a better perspective in the sense of the plot. It really enriched it. And in the end, the end of the book, the entire novel seemed to flow so much more intelligently with that addition. And sometimes it doesn't have to be an addition. It could be a subtraction. But it just has to be on a personal basis and understanding that it only gets better if you work at it. And that's how life goes. You just have to keep working at it. And it's not what you want. It's like I'm pretty sure there's a saying like, what makes God laugh? And it's plans. And it's pretty accurate and true to form, at least when you're creating concepts. That saying, for me, really does happen. It's, I have this concept, I have this plan, I have this idea, but it's not going to be the same at the end. So just keep that in mind. Okay, number 10. So this is towards the end of the idea, and it's for people you understand and trust, and they have built-in, perhaps loyal to you, and it's invite and motivate ooh, others into getting excited and sharing in your idea. An idea is amazing. A final piece of work, a final piece of art is awesome. However, it can't just be you who's in love with it. It has to be something that others can engage in and agree with and want to share with others. And you can do that by inviting them into this process with you, by exciting them with your work, by showing them what you've done. That's part of moving out into the world with your work. It's engaging with others and sharing what you've done. And it has to be intelligently executed, obviously. But it's also part of that process, unless you want to keep that art or concept or idea private. And then don't talk about it. <laughs> but... If it's something you would like to bring into the world, no one's going to know about it unless you are the best advocate, the biggest advertiser, the passionate person at the front talking about your idea. You have to be that spokesperson. And it might feel like bragging. It might feel a little bit bolsterous, but it's not, I promise. Number 11, foster that team and move into the world. Bring your team with you and be grateful. And I promise it's a difficult task, but very worth it. So that's number 11 is if you have this idea, you have a team behind you. I'm very fortunate to have a group of people that support me and bring me forward with it. I do believe it is an excellent idea to motivate and bring them along for that journey with you. And if you have a solid team, a strong team, it is an excellent journey. I hope these 11 tips that helped me might help some of you. This is my personal experience and I love sharing it with you guys. Thank you for watching. 
Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Creating with Camille. Bye!